0: So today we're continuing our series looking at the Lord's Prayer. Um, And uh, have you ever found it interesting listening to a small child pray before? Sometimes when when small children pray, there's something so beautiful about it, isn't there? Something so pure. How they process what prayer is and what to pray for. I read a story the other day. It was a a teacher asked a small boy. She said, Johnny, tell me, uh, do you pray before you guys eat your food at home? Johnny said, I don't have to. My mom's a good cook. (laughs) We should pray no matter how good or bad food looks, but it reminds me of actually going on mission trips, and sometimes a, a plate is put in front of somebody on a mission trip, and we sit there and we pray for it together, and I'm wondering if this person next to me is praying quietly in their head, Lord, please keep my stomach from getting really sick eating this fish with its eyes coming out and its brains oozing out the side. That's one of my favorite things to do on our mission trips to Bolivia is to go into the jungle. And uh, I think we can be pretty picky eaters in this country, can't we? And uh, somebody puts a, a fish. They just spend all this time out catching. They cook it on the stove and put it right in front of you. Now they took the guts out. But they left the eyes and the brains and the teeth. It's fun to watch people squirm a little bit. How many times do we pray knowing how to pray, what to pray for, and why we pray? I think we can overcomplicate prayer, and I think we can oversimplify prayer. What I mean by overcomplicate is I think we can spend too much time trying to make sure we have the exact right word to use when it's a heart issue. By oversimplify, what I mean is sometimes I think that we don't really think we have to put our hearts into prayer and maybe go through the motions when prayer is a heart issue scripture we're told to pray without ceasing. A plug for our prayer and worship nights is that we are going to be having these once a month, and it's just going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time of coming together, gathering together as the body, getting in small groups, and, and praying for the needs of our community, for our church, and others. One of the things that we looked at last week is that prayer should always be our first response, not our last resort. Now, what do I mean when I say that? Is that prayer should always be the first thing that you go to, and not the thing that you wait, that you wait to go to until the very last moment. Until you feel like you have no other option. See, when you get to that point, you should have already been praying, and praying, and praying, and praying. We should pray in everything. This morning, we're going to continue in looking at the Lord's Prayer. And what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to stand with me, and we're going to read it together today. Now this is the third week looking at the Lord's Prayer. At prayer in general, we've been discussing how important it is to pray. That prayer is essential to a healthy walk with the Lord. If you're saying that you're walking with the Lord and you're walking in a healthy way, yet you're not praying, I would say, wait a minute. Wait a minute, you're missing something. Prayer is essential to a healthy walk with the Lord. How do you have a healthy relationship if you're not talking to somebody? Right, today's Valentine's Day. If that special someone in your life you decide not to talk to, Does your relationship strengthen or weaken? It gets weaker, right? Because as much as I try, I can't read what Sarah is thinking. And as much as she tries, she can't read what I'm thinking. God has given us prayer as the opportunity to verbally express to him the desires of our hearts. Things that we're concerned about. If you're going to walk in a healthy relationship with God, you must speak with him Jesus in the Lord's Prayer, he gives us different components to what prayer is and and how to, how to, um, how to pray properly, if that's the right way to say it. The ingredients, the right ingredients to pray, the components to prayer. Now, does that mean that if, if you fall on your knees and say, Lord, help me, that you're not praying right? No. One of the most powerful prayers that I see in Scripture It's the one, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Simple. Calling out to Christ. Yet here Jesus says if you are going to pray, when you pray, here are things that you need to touch on. We talked about how the Lord's Prayer is not some special recipe to getting exactly what you want, but yet includes the proper ingredients, the right ingredients to prayer. We start with our Father in heaven, the relationship to the person that we pray to. He's above all things, yet he cares deeply for us as our Father. Hallowed be your name. We're reminded of the reverence in which we should approach our Father. Your kingdom come. Last week we talked about seeing the Lord's reign on earth and and his kingdom here. And while we long for the day when Christ returns, we have a responsibility to grow that kingdom here on the earth. Your will be done. God, may you guide my every decision, that my life may be used for your glory. We spoke about how God's will can be extremely difficult and can lead you into difficulty, yet he's with you no matter what happens. While his will might not lead you to where you were planning, his will is always best. And today, we come to this statement, Give us this day our daily bread. J.I. Packer says, The prayer of a Christian is not an attempt to force God's hand, but it's a humble acknowledgement of helplessness and dependence. The prayer of a Christian is not an attempt to force God's hand, but it's a humble acknowledgement of helplessness and dependence. Give us this day our daily bread. Growing up in Bolivia... Uh, we had little tiendas all over the place. You know what tienda is? A little tiny store. And so across the street from us, uh, we'd have a little store and we could walk out our door and we could walk right to the tienda and they had just about everything you could hope for there, right? All different types of candy. They had uh, different types of soda. If you can tell, I like sweet stuff, right? And, and they had, uh, you, you could get bread, you could get butter, you could get milk. I mean, they just had, they had a lot of different things that you could get there. Toys. I mean, uh, it's just crazy. Batteries. I remember I used to go over to the tienda before going to school so I could get batteries for my Discman. You guys remember what a Discman was? Right? And I'd use it on the bus, and every time we hit a bump, it would skip for about three seconds, and then it would start back up again. But the Tiendas would have bread. They would have fresh bread in the morning that a truck would bring around to them all over the place. Fresh bread. And you could get about 20 pieces for a dollar of this fresh bread. But they depended on that truck to get there. And if the truck didn't make it to the tienda, then all that they had, what was left, was whatever they had left over from the day before, which often was very little or nothing. We're in a different situation here. You can walk into Walmart, Giant, and BB's and find an insane amount of bread. Not just bread. Oat bread, wheat bread, white bread rye bread, Italian bread, Italian loaves. I mean, come on, right, we can keep going and going and going and that bread doesn't go bad in a day because there's so much stuff in there to keep it good. You wouldn't know that bread doesn't go bad in a day though by the way that people act when it snows outside, right? I mean, it's crazy, (laughs) I might get stuck in my house for a week so I'm going to buy a loaf of bread. You can buy pop-tarts, that's what you need to do next time you go out, those things never go bad, right? But it's not about bread. This isn't just about bread. Give us this day our daily bread. It's not just referring to this piece of bread in your hand, but instead about your material needs as a whole. Give us this day what we need. James 1.17 says, Every good gift... And every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, which whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Before we move farther in this, we must realize that every good gift that we get is from God himself. Every provision in our lives is from God himself. It's important that we establish that. that, that, what, What Jesus is saying, give us this day. If God is giving it to us, it means, it means that ultimately he's the one that's in control, Right? If he has to give it to you, that means that he's the one that's in control. Give us this day our daily bread. And what I'd like to do today is I'd like to take our daily and bread and take a moment and work through each of those words. Because each of those words are significant in what we're looking at today. The first word is our. We're to pray and request for our daily bread. Now, who is encompassed by the word our? It's not just me. I'm not just praying for my bread, Lord, please give me my bread today, but we're in this together. It's a reminder that we are in this life together. That we're not alone. That your brother and sister your brother and sitter, your brother and sister sitting next to you. They're a part of this as well. We're told to pray for one another. We could go through all of the different one another's that we find in the New Testament and the way that we are to treat one another, love one another, care for one another, and go on and on and on. It reminds us that this life that we go through, we were not meant to go through it alone. But instead, we were meant to go through it with our Christian brothers and sisters. Ephesians 6.18 says, praying at all times in the spirit with prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. All the saints. Come to the Lord on behalf of all the saints. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, I'm not just concerned about me because our tendency is to be me-focused, right, in our lives. But right before we get to this, what does Jesus say? He says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It's all about him. My needs comes after what he wants me to do. And he's going to provide for me according to what he has for my life. And we're going to get to that in a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself and then the sermon's going to be done and we're going to have to go home. Our daily bread. Remember, as you pray, you're not just praying for yourself. But for those around you. You may become aware of a need In our congregation, pray, 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 realizing it's not just about you. Be kingdom-focused people. The next one is daily. God provides for our needs each day. Each day. Think about that with me for a moment. How often does this phrase seem to tell us that we should actually be praying? If God's gonna provide for you daily, it means that you need to be praying regularly, praying daily, right? That that your your life should be one of constant prayer, not just what, you know, well, I'm gonna pray before I eat, but that prayer is intertwined with the breaths that you take and the way that you live your life. Many places around the world, people live on a day-to-day basis. The money that they make from working one day is the money that they use to pay for their food the next day. That's how it was in Bolivia a lot of times they weren't able to work they might not be able to eat the next day we live in a little bit of a different society, um, but we'll get to that in a minute, a day without work and a day can lead to a day with little to no food, God's provision comes on a daily basis, a daily basis, do you remember in the Old Testament when God provided manna for the children of Israel uh, they were to gather enough manna As they could and store it up in their basement, right? (laughs) No, they were to gather enough for one day. That's it. One day. God would only let them gather for one day. Exodus 16, 4 and 5. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you. First of all, that's just amazing, isn't it? I mean, think about it. It's like cloudy with a chance of meatballs, but it's actually bread falling from the sky. Cloudy with a chance of manna, right? (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for whoever laugh. That makes me feel good. And the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day that I may test them. A day's portion. Whether they will walk in my law or not, on the sixth day when they, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. If they gathered more than a day's worth, what happened to the manna? Worms grew in it. It started to smell bad. It went bad, right? God gave them one day, except, and and here's another amazing thing that God did. On the sixth day, all of a sudden, that manna that fell from the sky was good for two days. I mean, that's just amazing, isn't it? God says, here, I want you to trust me, and I want you to do what I'm telling you, and I'm going to work it out. Give us this day our daily bread. God provided every day. Our culture is a little bit different. I think that we oftentimes look for long-term security. If you have a day's worth of bread, it doesn't feel very secure, does it? We have pantries filled with food, and I'm not—I'm not saying. Hear, hear me out today. I'm not saying it's a bad thing for you to have canned vegetables in your closet. All right, but I'm trying to communicate. Is that we realize that that loaf of bread you pull out that you've had in your closet for the past month is God's daily provision for you because anything could happen and that could disappear. God provides for you on a daily basis whether it's the money that you worked for yesterday and bought food today and God provided it that way or if it's the money you worked for two weeks ago And God provided that way. God provides for you every day. And I think at times we can look, almost look at it as if we are providing for ourselves. The self-sufficiency, which is what our culture is oftentimes really pushes, right? It's all about you and it's about the way you've done it. The Bible tells us something different. It says, no, God provided this for you. God was with you through all of this. Every paycheck that you earn, That's God's provision for your life. Your business which continues, that's God's provision. Because at any moment, all of those things could disappear. Daily bread reminds us that we are not in ultimate control. Can you take a moment and think about it with me? About the things that you are ultimately in control of. Think about that with me for a moment. What are you ultimately in control of? What about your finances? Are you ultimately in control of your finances? Well, you're to be a good steward of what God's given you, yet just as happened in the past, the stock market could crash. People could lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. Retirements. Investments. You could lose your job. Are you really in control? ultimate control of your finances or is it God who continues to provide for you on a daily basis? What about your health? Well we take care of our bodies and I I drink a lot of water, right? I drink a lot of water and I I eat my vegetables but but we know, we all know, that all it takes is one trip to the doctor and you find out something that you didn't want to know. Are we ultimately in control of our health? What about your property? It's my land. I paid for it. I'm ultimately in control of this until the government says, well, (laughs) we're going to put a highway through here. Are you really in control of that as well? Or does eminent domain end up taking over? Realize with me for a moment that what you are ultimately in control of in your life is almost nothing. Instead, we daily rest in the provision of God. Now, that's a hard thing, I think, for us to work through sometimes. Yet that's exactly what scripture teaches. Not that we're not responsible for our response in the way that we handle what God's given us. But at any moment, God could take anything away. At any moment, God can do that. And our response should be similar to that of Job. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We have limited say in what happens. We really do. We need God every day. We need his provision on a daily basis. Our needs today can be completely different than our needs for tomorrow. And no matter how unique our situation, we pray for God to provide for our daily needs. I read a story of Hudson Taylor, the famous missionary. He was sailing to China to begin his missionary work. And I'm going to read you the story here. His ship was in great danger. The wind had died and the current was carrying them towards sunken reefs, which were close to islands inhabited by cannibals. So close, they could see them building fires on the shore. Everything they tried was to no avail. In his journal, Taylor recorded what happened next. The captain said to me, Well, we've done everything that can be done. A thought occurred to me, and I replied, No, there's one thing we haven't done yet. What is that? He asked. Four of us on board are Christians. Let us each retire into his own cabin, and agreed in prayer, asked the Lord to immediately give us a breeze. Taylor briefly... He prayed briefly and then, certain that the answer was coming, went up on the deck and asked the first officer to let down the sails. What good would be of that, the first officer said. I told him, we had been asking a wind from God and that it was coming immediately. Within minutes, the wind began to blow and it carried them safely past the reefs. Taylor wrote thus God encouraged me landing on China's shores to bring every variety of need to him in prayer And expect that he would honor the name of the Lord Jesus and give me the help and give the help each emergency required Hudson Taylor went on to say that God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply So, whatever you're going through in your life, whatever challenge you are working through, God will provide according to His will for your life on a daily basis. He is the one who provides our daily bread. Look at the word, think about the word bread with me for a moment. When you think of bread, what do you think of? A delicious meal? We went to Texas Roadhouse the other night. Their bread's pretty good. But just a plain piece of bread. Simple. Basic. Necessity. Our daily bread. We're not praying for our daily feast, our daily four course meal, our daily brownie, even though you can probably argue that brownies are a type of bread. We're praying that God would meet our most basic needs. Our daily bread. It Reminds me of of Matthew 6. Same chapter of the Bible. and Jesus is speaking. He says, therefore I tell you to not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what about you will put on, is, it, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Are you more valuable than the birds outside? But he's not done. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these." But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. The words of Christ, it reminds me back to what what Hudson Taylor said that God will provide for what he wants. God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. We oftentimes seek self-dependence in our lives yet scripture reminds us again and again and again that the Christian life is ultimately one of dependence. Right? Right? It's ultimately one of dependence, of us depending, trusting, relying on the one who truly holds all things. Give us this day our daily bread. We trust that God will provide according to what we need to accomplish his will. And when we read passages like Matthew 6, and we get through the uh, verse 30 to 34... Sometimes, in my mind, we have to answer the question of, what about Christians who starve in prison camps, who are tortured, and other things like that? Does that mean God didn't provide for them? Does that mean that Jesus wasn't telling the truth here? And I truly believe that when we look at the whole counsel of God's word, it's very clear that Christians are not precluded from suffering just because you're Christian. Right? We talked about that the other day when we were talking about God's will. Right? That God's will leads you at times into very, very difficult situations. And the line right before this is, Your will be done. Your will be done. And according to your will, give me what I need. I truly believe that God is going to give you whatever you need to accomplish what he has for you to accomplish. The kingdom first. Seek God first. When you're looking at God, everything else looks different. Paul went through his own difficulties in his life, and yet he writes, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. So we can talk about the physical. We can talk about the daily bread that we're given, but there's also a spiritual component to this statement. Give us this day our daily bread. Do you need God every day? As we we bring this message to a close this morning, I'd like you to answer with me. I appreciate it, Rob. Well, thank you, brother. Do you need God every day? Absolutely. Absolutely. Each and every day, we need God. God not only meets our physical needs, but our spiritual needs. And as believers, we know that Jesus paid the ultimate price so that we could be forgiven of our sins. Our greatest spiritual need is that of forgiveness of our sins. Yet we know that the Holy Spirit is working in us day after day after day. Each day we need his strength to continue in the spiritual battle that we are engaged in. 2 Corinthians 4.16 So we do not lose heart, though the outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. Each day we turn to the bread of life again and again again and again and he will provide for you every day it reminds me of John 15 thinking of how we as branches receive our nourishment and we receive them from the vine I am the vine and you are the branches whoever abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing Give us this day our daily bread. One of the things that I am reminded of again and again as we work through the Lord's Prayer is our total dependence on God. He provides everything we need. And what he doesn't provide, that means that it wasn't the time for it according to his will. And we trust that. Realizing he has the best plan. And we continue to be faithful. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you for who you are. Lord, help us to be hard workers. Help us to be wise stewards. Help us to be diligent. And help us to be dependent on you. Keep us humble remind us Lord that ultimately everything that we have from the car that we drive to the roof over our heads to the money in the bank to the clothes that we wear to the lunch that we will eat is all because of you you provided that the health that we have the family that we love you provided that Give us this day our daily bread. And thank you for being a good God. In Jesus' name.